is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Mary Shores to the show. Mary, welcome. Thank you so much. It's very exciting to meet you today, Caroline. Oh, Mary, I'm really excited for us to dive into a juicy conversation. You've got so many things that you do and talk about, and I know our global audience is really going to devour the content today. But let's go back, because you started a debt collection company at age 24, and I want you to bring us back and explain what you wanted to do differently with that company compared to others in the industry, especially because, as I understand it, it's a very male-dominated industry. It is a very male-dominated industry. And on top of that, I think that we would be kidding ourselves if we didn't just put it right out there that it's an industry with a very negative stigma. And so whether you need to use the services of a debt collection company because someone owes you money or whether you've been contacted by a collection agency because you've owed money, it's no fun to be on either end of that deal now, is it? No, you're right. So I think that for me, I really wanted to be in business. That was my passion. That's ever since I was a little girl, that's what I wanted to do. And my opportunity to be in business came in the form of a collection agency because my parents owned an agency before me and they were retiring and it was just an opportunity for me to take. But see, I didn't want to... I didn't want to be a part of that punitive industry where it's it's really a soul-crushing type of work. Um, so I decided to take a sales approach. Hmm. And very early on, so probably for about my first five years in business, I was taking a sales approach, but it was not working. You think it would work, right? Like the idea of selling people on the debt versus threatening them and intimidating them. But it didn't work, number one, because they would be driven more by fear and the other agencies were were competing with for that same money. And number two, it didn't work, and this is more important to understand, because it didn't address the underlying issue, which is the shame and unworthiness that people feel when, there's, when they are having a debt. And so my mission very early on became, I want people to feel good about paying a debt versus feeling, you know, that chaos and shame and unworthiness of actually having a debt. You know, Mary, I have to say, as a career coach, what you do so beautifully is reframing and that just I music to my ears. I'm smiling. You can't see me. We're on a podcast. But how wonderful that you could give people their dignity back and and help them feel good about paying off their debt. But let's dive a little deeper. How did you cultivate that different culture? Because that is a massive shift. You know, it's it's all came from this one day I had an aha moment and I had I had um been doing a lot of personal development work and I was really getting into that idea of end result thinking or, you know, always know your outcome. And I just, one day I looked at the phone and I said, I want the next person who calls to be happier at the end of the call than they were at the beginning of the call. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, intention matters, right? And so I think that even when you're trying to sell somebody something, even though that might have been a, a friendlier approach, people can still feel that intentionality. And so 
in that one little moment of time, that really changed the entire trajectory of my life after that moment because your brain and your subconscious really is such a powerful muscle and a powerful machine that that if you set an intention, it will get you there. So my aha moment was, you know, I just, I changed the goal. Everyone that was on the phone, I said, listen, I don't care if you get the money anymore. Your job is to make that person happy. Wow. And did need to be happier. And did it impact the business positively? Absolutely. So what it did was it increased our revenue 34% in the first year alone. And it led me to my ultimate teachings, which eventually became conscious communications that are the power of words to create our life is much deeper than what we understand because our entire bodies, our nervous system, our subconscious is really being programmed in every thin slice moment by the words we say, the actions we take and the, you know, the, the alignment that we can allow ourselves to get into. But I, I don't like that that word alignment is overused. And so I want to take a moment even to say what that is. It's like when you get, your words, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your choices, and your behaviors all moving in the same direction. Because see, this isn't just about debt collections. This is about this system changed all of our lives who work here. And it became this best-selling book, but it's not about debt collections. It's about how we are programming ourselves to always be creating connections to the things we want or driving disconnections because so often we use our words to say, my own example is, you know, I want to write a book, but I'm not a writer. And the thing is that words are like a mirror to your subconscious programming. And so when you hear me say the words, I want to write a book, it's like you can see that written on my soul that I have this purpose to do this. But I have a big problem, Caroline, when the next words out of my mouth are, but I'm not a writer. Yeah. Because those words are also revealing a belief system hidden down in my deep subconscious that somewhere along the way, maybe my second grade teacher told me I'm not a writer, that I would never realize my dream of writing a book. But see, that's true for all of us because how often do we say, I want to start this business or I want to, you know, I want to approach my boss with this project, but then we say the but excuse. So Mary, this is so helpful to this global listening audience, and I can imagine they're hungry to say, okay, Mary, I get it. I want to live in alignment. What's the first step? What's the baby step that they can take today to reframe? A great baby step, and I love the way that you put that, is to create a commitment of some type of daily practice or another. And a daily practice, I don't believe in things being hard. I believe me, my life is complicated and I have to keep things simple. And so the first the first thing is to understand that transformation or reaching of your goals, it's a journey. You know, entrepreneurship, being on a career track, it's all a journey. It's not meant to happen overnight. And we're accumulating all of this knowledge along the way. And so one of the best things that I have found is just to create a daily practice. And the first one that I did was um, gratitude. Yeah. And I know that that sounds simple, but, you know, depending on how you grew up, I grew up in a sort of like Christian household, but not anything extreme. Mm-hmm. And I think that I had this belief system that I was taught that I, I needed to pray at night. I like, I was almost like I owed this debt of gratitude to this God in the sky, or is that's what my nine-year-old brain would have understood. Yeah. 
And what I understand now that I've spent years studying neurology is that when you take a moment to be grateful, you're actually, that's a way of entraining your subconscious mind. So, you know, if you picture your subconscious mind as sort of this giant garden and that all you need to do to create new pathways in your subconscious is plant new seeds, then every time you, you take a moment to have a gratitude practice, it's like you're planting that seed of something new. And then every time you repeat that practice, you're watering that seed. And so we get to choose. This is the thing. Like we're all trying to overcome the distractions of life that keep us from getting what we want. But we don't necessarily know how to do that. And so what I'm really good at is teaching people, here's how you get ultimate clarity around what you want and empower yourself. Because when you're, when you're kind of scattered energy, that's a disempowering state of being. And everything that you manifest from a place of empowerment is going to manifest faster, quicker, better, and longer lasting. Mary, I love, I love hearing you. And I know our global audience is, is excited as well. And you have this great phrase that you have written a lot about, and it's called cleanse or clog and how can it help me? So walk us through that. That's a great segue based on what we were just talking about. So I think that we're living in a time period where we can really understand the concept of, of, uh, and accept that infinite possibilities ex exist for each one of us. But I think when we hear that word possibility, we confuse that with reaching our highest potential. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, well, if infinite possibilities exist, that means that I have just as much equal potential for the bad things in life, the stresses, the bankruptcies, the the unexpected debt, the illnesses, the, you know, the loss, the fear, the chaos to manifest as I do the things that I want. So the real question becomes, how do I take infinite possibilities and change that into a probability? A probability meaning it's more likely to come true. And that goes back to what I love how Malcolm Gladwell refers to things as thin slicing, yeah. because we're literally creating things in every thin sliced moment of life. Every word you say, every action you take, every, every choice you make is either creating a deeper connection to what you want or it's driving a disconnection. So cleanser clog really means connect or disconnect. And the best way for me to demonstrate this is to say, if I were on a diet and I wanted to say lose 10 or 20 pounds, I don't need to confuse myself with, with complicated diet plans because intuitively I can look at a piece of food and I can say, if I put this food in my body, will it cleanse me or will it clog me? And if I'm looking at an apple, I think we can all posit that that would those nutrients in that apple will cleanse me. But if I'm looking at a Snickers bar, I think we know that the Snickers bar is going to be a clog. And so it's just really easy to determine that every choice we're making in every moment is either cleansing us or clogging us. So you, this works in every area of life. For example, your relationship with a close friend or a significant other, everything you say, every word you speak, everything you do, in that relationship is either creating a deeper connection, cleansing it, or driving a disconnection and clogging it. And so when we do that, all we have to do is ask ourselves, is, is this action, is this thing going to cleanse me or clog me? And then I've got this 80-20 rule because I really want people to understand it's not about perfection. Right. 
And the cleanser clog game is going to be different for all of us. But if we just step back and say, is taking this action going to get me closer to what I want or, or further away? Because like a lot of us have a trouble saying no to things. It's true. We all do. Yeah. If we look at superstars like Oprah or Beyonce, you know, we see that they are ultra focused on their vision. And so what I'm trying to explain to the audience is if you have a vision, if you have a mission, then the ability to block out everything that distracts you from that mission, the more that you can make decisions based on something as simple as cleanse or clog or um, an experiment I did last year was to make decisions based on how much stress it would cause or alleviate. Very nice. Mary, I love the simplicity of this because it resonates differently with everyone listening and they can customize it and make it their own. Now, I want to mention something else that that you write on so beautifully, focusing on triumph and not tragedy. And I'm particularly intrigued in, in how you are weaving the science into this because things are happening in our brains, things are happening physically in our bodies as we react to focusing on the triumph or the tragedy. So talk us through that. Yeah, I would love to. So this is one of my very favorite things to talk about because our story is our best source of empowerment. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. I came from a typically tragic type of background, um, meaning that I had a lot of abandonment in my life as a child. I was out on my own at 16. And then my firstborn actually passed away of a traumatic brain injury at birth. And so I had a lot of things that statistically I could have, that could have kept me down. And I think that especially as women, a lot of times we use our stories to connect with each other. You know, you meet someone at a cocktail party and the first thing you want to know is what's their story. And then we want to share and create connections by sharing our own stories. But if we're finding ourselves in this tendency of using our tragic stories as a way to connect, the the way to reframe that is to understand that the most beautiful part of your story, the most empowering part is in the moment when you figured out how to move on. And so people get really fascinated about how what how was it that I like was on my own at 16 and college dropout and then have this child who passed away but then was able to start my own business at 24 and and you know really not let those things go down. And so what happens is every time you repeat a story, see the story you tell yourself about yourself will become your identity. Mm. And the reason that that is true is because every time you tell that tragic story, you're reinforcing that network, that that subconscious neural network in in your mind to build that story deeper and deeper be, until it becomes your identity, till it becomes your personality, and then you're in a victimhood. But I don't think that's your audience from what from what I understand. You've got this audience that loves the empowerment piece. And so we don't have to be running away from things in our past because those things are what built your character. Those things are what made you who you are. And you know what? Our life, from what I can see, you know, my journey has certainly been uncomfortable at times. It's not meant to be a graceful journey. But when you really step back and you understand the courage it took to get through those things, the persistence and the ultimate resilience that you were left with, you can really feel empowered from that. And that is that is exactly what I'm talking about. 
Mary, thank you so much for your candor and your authenticity and your willingness to be vulnerable. That, that really means a lot. I would love to hear from your vantage point as an extraordinarily successful businesswoman, how do you navigate life and career? Because you've got so much cooking. You're a speaker, you're a sought after media guest, you've got this extraordinary business and you're writing prolifically. So how do you keep it all together in a way that's meaningful to you? Well, I am a I think I'm a systems and processes person. So my whole my whole words that I live by are things like momentum. Yeah. You know, and no matter what, and even when I have been going through hard times in life, you know, my strategy was always be moving things forward. And so when I look at my, especially my entrepreneurial journey and my journey as a CEO, it's about creating systems and processes and strategies that will work and implementing them and having the execution. So wherever you sit on that spectrum of of your career or wherever you fit, it's like always understanding why you're doing something, knowing the, you know, the outcome that you're, you want to know why you're doing it. You want to know the outcome and you want to know what the next steps are at all times. And you want to make sure to me, it's very important that you understand the process inside, outside, backwards and forwards. And so I think that, um, I've done that and I've always documented everything. One of the biggest mistakes that I see new entrepreneurs make is that they're not documenting things, which leads them to be dependent on a certain key person. Yeah. And then if that key person is gone, they can really get themselves into trouble. And that replacement person, it's very difficult for them to pick up when there's no instructions left. What a great a bit of wisdom. Very, very important. And as a fellow entrepreneur, I couldn't agree more. Operations, processes, systems that uh, put into place efficiency in your business. Mary, your book is called Conscious Communication, but you have been so generous to offer our listeners a free resource called Daily Desires Diary. So tell us about this. Yeah, I'm so excited. You know, earlier in the show, I referenced one really way to get yourself um, manifesting from an empowering state of being is to have a daily practice. And I invite all of your listeners to download my free daily desires diary. What this is, is a journal page that I invite you to print out 365 copies. And every day, you're going to write down three things you're grateful for. You're going to write down three things that were your proudest moments of that day because we don't take time to celebrate. But every time you do take that moment to celebrate your wins for the day, you're creating a stronger stronger neural network in your subconscious that will lead you to even more wins. Okay. And then finally, you're going to write down three desires. So every single day, because this is going to help your subconscious to refocus on the things that you want instead of constantly focusing on all of the things and the stresses of what you don't want. And also, I'm very excited because we're giving all of your listeners who download the Daily Desires Diary a free chapter of the book Conscious Communications. So we really want you to have a taste of the book, see if it resonates with you. And um, if it does, we hope that you jump on Amazon and buy yourself a copy. Oh, that's great. Mary, thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you were able to share your wisdom and expertise with me and this global listening audience today. I wish you continued success, and I hope our paths cross again soon. Me as well. Thank you, Caroline. And hey, 
Hey to all those listeners out there. If you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and even better, leave us a review and let me know what topics you'd like to hear on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins or send me a direct email, caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.